Welcome to On The Couch Podcast, where you'll be on the couch with Mercedes. I am a marriage and family therapist associate. I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapy associate. And I am Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life, ranging from mental health to self-accountability. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay, be inspired to work on yourself and expand your perspective on diverse and uncomfortable issues. Now, let's get on the couch. Hey, everybody. The first season is going to be normalizing some of these topics and subjects and educating you guys on them so that we can have a better understanding mm-hmm. of all of these issues. Yes. So the first session one, mental health versus mental illness. Mental health is not absence of mental illness, but is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Mental illness is the term that refers to all diagnosable mental disorders. So guys, what do you think needs to happen for people to understand mental health versus mental illness? Even after me reading that definition, what do you think they need to know? I think one of the most important parts when thinking about mental illness versus mental health is to know that we can't just say that a person has mental illness just because we feel a way or we notice a thing about them. Mental illnesses are not something that we just throw out a diagnosis and that person has it. Mm-hmm. It's something that in the DSM, we look at a person's behavior, their experiences over a period of time. They have to have so many of these criteria within this diagnosis has to be present across multiple settings. A whole bunch of things go into a diagnosis. Therefore, because somebody's having a bad day, we can't just say, hey, that person is depressed or mm-hmm. this person has bipolar. Mm-hmm. That's not accurate. Okay. And she used the acronym DSM. That is Diagnostic <clears throat> and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, so what I was thinking is you said people can't just say they have a mental illness. So from my experience, people are not even just saying they have a mental illness. They are just using mental illness for fun and for jokes. Like they're mm-hmm. not even, and so that makes it hard for somebody who actually has a I mental did. illness to even come forward and try to get the help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that continues to perpetuate stigmas. Yes. Or Yeah. Um, I think for the mental health aspect, what I want people to recognize is that everybody has a brain. Right. right. So the reason for that or understanding that everybody has a brain, that means at some point we all may feel down or at some point we all, we all may be a little anxious. But to keep ourselves balanced, we do have to have some type of self-care. Right. right. So self-care could be anywhere from meditating or it could be reading or it could be soaking in the tub once a week, something like that. But I think the mental health aspect has to be in a regular conversation in order for people to be more educated on what it is. Right. So mental health is basically our psychological and emotional well-being. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people even use the words mental health. Mm -hmm. So basically what I would like for people to do is to have mental health check-ins. Right. Or mental health check-ups. We go get physical health checkups all the time. So a mental health check-in or check-up to me would be... If I'm feeling a certain type of way, I would want to name the emotion. Mm-hmm. So being aware of yourself. Being aware of yourself and being aware of your emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Self-awareness 
is the one of the most important things in regards to mental health is that check-in of okay what happened to make me feel this way what is it exactly am i feeling because sometimes we just it's anger and then we just kind of go with that and then we want to be really mad Mm. um something might have kind of hurt your feelings what was it about this event Mm -hmm. or what was said that hurt your feelings and try to get to the bottom of it or else we get in the habit of pushing it to the side and just sticking with anger. Yeah. And then it just builds and builds and builds. So not taking the time to process. Because yeah. I view emotions as a form of, of, of cleansing. They are. And anger is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We can feel <clears throat> angry mm-hmm. and mad about something. It's an emotion. But what are we going to do to soothe ourselves? Right. That's probably the, one of the most important things is learning how to soothe yourself. Mm-hmm. When you are having these emotions that could impair you being able to function sometimes. Yeah. And recognizing those emotions, because I know a lot of time we get into the habit of saying, well, maybe I'm supposed to just feel so exhausted all the time. Or maybe I'm supposed to be tired. Or maybe, you know, we get into the habit of if we think that something is wrong, oh, we're ungrateful for something. No. Right. You're not necessarily ungrateful. It's, It's okay that you're not having... Yeah. The best of times right now. Right. What is going on? Try to figure it out. It's not okay for you to always feel angry mm-hmm. or to always feel sad. Yes, these are both normal emotions, but when they're excessive and that's all that you feel like you're feeling, yeah, right. That's interrupting your mental health. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's when it could become a mental illness if it's impairing your daily functions absolutely your ability to provide for your family your ability to go to school your ability to leave your house that's when it becomes a mental illness Mm -hmm. mental health and mental illness are two different things but they both are equally important so that's what i want people to know i want it to be normalized for somebody who is struggling with a mental illness to go get help and not get into the habit of Mm self-medicating so that's one of the things i like to put out there through my platform on social media. Talk, when I talk about mental health versus mental illness, just trying to educate people that there is a difference and we all have mental health. Right. Every one of us. And you brought up the point about mental health check-ins and we can go ahead and just compare physical and mental health, right? Right. Everybody knows to, at least I hope, to go get a physical once a year. Right. Hopefully, if you have the luxury of having insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you get that physical, you know your liver functions. If you get blood work, you know what's right. going on within your body, right? Mm-hmm. There could be certain physical symptoms that can actually impact your, your mental health, right? So like, for example, liver functioning, right? The liver, right. the purpose of the liver is to clean out the toxins, right? right? If that's not happening properly, you could possibly be experiencing some type of hallucination. hallucination. This is true. Or if you're not getting sleep. You could oh, honestly hallucinate a little bit right. if you're not getting the proper sleep hygiene. And hallucination is a added symptom to your personality. So therefore, it's called a positive <clears throat> symptom because something is added to your personality, mm-hmm. such as hearing voices mm-hmm. um, or seeing things or tactile, feeling something touch you or even smelling things. Those are all forms of hallucinations, and they're considered positive because they're added to your personality. Now, these hallucinations do not mean oh, I'm crazy, oh, something is wrong yes. with me. These are your body's way of telling you, hey, something is off. We need to go seek help for this. Mm-hmm. Right. The same way your your knee would ache or you might get some back pain, you would go see somebody if it's kind of constantly there and it's something that wasn't there before, you would go get help from it. Right. And so Brittany brought up a good point about the physical health because sometimes they can overlap and it's important to see a doctor 
so that they can rule out whatever it is that may be triggering the hallucinations. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's very important as well. Mm-hmm. And just love yourself enough to not sit there and suffer in silence yeah. is what I want people to do. Yeah. And we know that culture plays a different role yeah. in how people view or what their experiences are. But that saying where it says it, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to have days where we're just not feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. So then once you recognize, you know what, today is just not my day. Take that time to figure out what's making you down or just take that day to just regroup. Regroup. Yeah. And, and get that balance. And pay attention to the people that are around you yes. and notice what they have going on. Because it might not even be you that's having some of these problems or yeah. concerns. It might be a loved one. Be aware of things when they do stuff that's not in their normal routine. Or you notice something about them that right. maybe wasn't there before. Take note because it's really our job as loved ones to let them know that it's like you said, Brittany, that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how can we help whether that be them getting some self-care time to themselves, whether it be, you know, letting them know that it's okay to see somebody and talk to somebody about it. Because mm-hmm. so many times they keep it in, keep it in, and they don't, we're concerned about the perception that other people have of us. Right. They're going to think something's wrong. They're going to think I'm crazy. It's our job to just shut that down before it even happens. Let them know we support them. Let right. Let them know that we love them and whatever it takes for them to be okay. Right. We support it. No, but honestly, something is wrong. You're struggling a little bit mm-hmm. with your mental health. And so when someone gets cancer or diabetes or asthma, we don't shame those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are more likely to support those people. Yeah. And that same energy needs to be, you know, what they put say, forth. Keep that same energy. Yeah, yeah. Keep the same energy <laughs> when somebody's diagnosed with bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety. All those things are serious illnesses. And so one thing that frustrates me as a mental health professional is seeing somebody on Facebook say, I'm bipolar as fuck or something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very stigmatizing when you refer to yourself in that manner for laughs. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're saying you bipolar as fuck because you, you know... You think bias too. And you straight in. <laughs> but it's like these people are really struggling yeah. with right. their relationships, with their jobs. Yeah. Sometimes they can't get out of bed or sometimes they're so manic at work that they can't keep a job. Yeah, Like it's really impacting their day-to-day lives and you just... Oh, you was happy one minute and then you had an attitude the next and now you buy. No. Right. That's very insensitive to somebody who's actually diagnosed with that disorder because those illnesses are real and people suffer with them. So when we make statements like that on social media, we are contributing to the stigma of those illnesses. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned stigma because that is the main problem with people going through their entire lives not getting treated. Exactly. Because a lot of times, growing up in families, certain cultures... You can say the culture. People of color. Yes. You know, sometimes we're taught to keep our business in the house. We're taught to... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not tell anybody how we're feeling or to toughen up or yeah. you tell little boys, stop being a sissy or, you know, things like that. Those things are tough to say to children, but we have to get to a point where we break those cycles. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. to. We really do. And listen to our kids. I mean, I work with child and adolescent right now, and I have so many kiddos ranging from 8 to 17 who come to me, and they have these huge life concerns, or at least what's a concern for them right now, and they tell me that they have to find a way to deal with it themselves. And you can't think of that burden for a a Mm 10-year-old. You know, we're adults and we don't even figure out half of the shit that we do right. by ourselves. And here these are these kids in front of me like, well, 
you know, I got to find a way because mm-hmm. I'm really not supposed to have problems. Everything's supposed to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. People got to stop thinking that children don't have problems yeah, they or that. They uh, just don't have emotions. Or emotions. <laughs> Go outside but, and play. Right. You know, but it makes sense because most elders to me can't even identify their emotions. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. and I say that to say it's not too late to ever start trying to tune into yourself mentally. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like we don't know ourselves. So find comfort with self. That's a whole, that's a mm-hmm. big part of mental health. Being able right. to sit with yourself. And mm-hmm. see what whatever you whatever emotion you feel and being able to sit with it. Yeah. Right. And that requires honesty. Yeah. You know, that requires saying, you know what, today I fucked up. Or you know yeah. what, today I'm just not feeling it. Or you know what, somebody violated me. Right. And that is really making me feel some type of way. Right. You know, accepting that emotion for what it is instead of trying to bounce from whatever solution you thought was healthy when it's really not. And that's hard. It is. Right? That's yeah. work. Yeah. People come to therapy and they're like, oh, I didn't know we were going to get into that. I yeah. didn't know. That's kind of what it is, guys. And you can really, really just start with yourself and really, like you said, be brutally honest with yourself about what's going on and holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, it's tough work. It definitely is. But I really want people, we hope that through this this platform that we're using, that people begin to understand the importance of mental health. We are definitely advocates for this field. Um, we are definitely representing a group of people who are either overdiagnosed or they're, they're misrepresented. Um, so our goal is to actively push what mental health is and how we can be helpful to people who are not represented in the proper way. Yeah, one of the goals I definitely have is debunking the the myths and Mm -hmm. um, people who look like me, people who have a hard time just admitting that something is wrong. Um, We just keep sweeping this stuff under the rug. Mm -hmm, I mean, nobody ever asked me about my mental health growing up. I don't ever remember going to a doctor's office and anybody asked me anything about my emotional or psychological well-being, and that is not okay because that's literally what we're made of, and it's how we're... That's how... I'm the... The way... I go through life is all coming from my mental health. Like mm-hmm. I can't get up and go to work without feeling any type of emotion. Mm-hmm. So why isn't anybody asking, how are you doing mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally? How are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's how we function overall. We all know that it's from our brains. If it were not for our brains, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't have these conversations. We wouldn't go to the grocery store. We wouldn't feed ourselves. We wouldn't be cognizant of what we're eating or the job that we're going to and paying attention on the road, you know, mm-hmm. our brain is all a part of that. So I think you made an important point in saying recognizing how to recognize within yourself when, okay, my mental health mm-hmm. may be a little off. Is there something I can do on my own right. to get back on the right track or recognizing, yes, my mental health is really kind of not where it should be right now i need to do something else before it turns into a mental illness yeah exactly that's very important so Mm -hmm. what do you guys think are some things that people can begin to look at within themselves to kind of know that balance of where they might be Mm -hmm. when it gets to the point where you have to call in to work Mm -hmm. or you can't you you have to call into work or you get to the point where you have to smoke weed or drink all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to the point where you are doing promiscuous stuff that you usually wouldn't do, some mm-hmm. risky behaviors, you might want to go talk to somebody. Yep. 
So those are definitely all signs and symptoms, right? You're self-medicating, you're not being able to do your daily functioning or responsibilities. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brie? Any insights for that? I think I'm all about like the overall being of a person's experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's always kind of fun in a way to kind of figure out how do people experience you, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how you're experiencing other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe you could have that one friend where you could say, you know what, am I actually a good friend to you? Or have you noticed something a little different? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to have that that strong, supportive people in your life, because obviously a lot of us have dealt with different traumas from people that were supposed to be our support system um, or our group. But I think um, obviously, number one, check in with, you know, noticing how people or how people are experiencing you. And having that great support system. How people are experiencing you, that's a good thing. Because one of the things that I ask people in therapy is, how have you changed? But what have other people said about you that they've noticed? So that's actually very, very good, actually. That's a very good point. And like you said, Britt, that's one that I encourage for my kiddos as well, is to have that one person Mm -hmm. in your life who really, really knows you well. Have a conversation with them and really say, you know, these are things that I do on a norm. Hey, can you let me know if if you notice right. any major changes in me? Because they kind of have to be the lookout for you sometimes yeah. because we get in the habit of life. Yeah. And though you might be going to work and you might be picking up the kids, but it's still they might notice something that you're not. Right. Like maybe you stop coming to game night or maybe you stop calling them or you just stop sending memes you know mm-hmm. it's really the small things that only those people that you interact with regularly mm-hmm. would notice that you don't always notice because exactly. life gets busy mm-hmm. we'll get into that autopilot mode oh yeah and it's work 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 survival survival and i get that but takesh you're bringing up a good point when you're saying you're working with children so a lot of times in some low ses communities or um Urban communities, people don't really believe in putting their children in therapy or even occupational therapy, physical yeah. therapy, mm-hmm. speech therapy. Um, I think it's a this is a good time to talk about why you should possibly take the school up on those um, opportunities to put your child in those therapies mm-hmm. um, because children do have mental health. Yeah, yep. Because we do. all have mental health, and you want your child to learn emotional regulation at a young age. Yeah, you do. I like that word. So think about yourselves as adults and what you have going on and the daily struggles that you have. In your working relationships, in your personal relationships, your extended family relationships, any concerns that you might have in those areas, if your child is four plus, they're noticing. Yep. Right. They hear you. We think that they're small or they're playing or because they're laughing that they don't notice what's going on. If you have anxiety, if you have depression, they probably see it. Mm -hmm. This isn't to say that, oh your kid sees you having this hard time, but but they notice that something is off. Mm-hmm. You know, they notice when your routines change. They notice when things right. change in the house. So talk to them. Let's not assume that the kids are fine. Yeah, let's not assume that at all. Right? At least just check in with them. If If nothing else, make sure, like you said, Mercedes, nobody asked you, you know, how do you, it sounds like the really cliche therapy question that I usually don't even ask, but... <laughs> Ask your kid how they feel about this. Mm-hmm. We like to not give kids choices. Yes. Yeah. They do have a choice. Now, whether that be 
you know, do you want to clean your room now or do you want to clean it in 20 minutes? Either way, it's going to get clean. Right. But make them feel like they have a choice. They need to be empowered. Right. Because when a child is allowed to make decisions, it shows them how to think, how to be an independent thinker. And when they become adults, they will know how to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So Michelle Obama has something really good in her book, Becoming. Her mom and dad did not raise them to be children. They raised them to be adults because Mm -hmm. ultimately that's the end goal, to be an adult and to function in society. Mm -hmm. And Frederick Douglass has this quote, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And Mm -hmm. I think that quote speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. We have to start addressing mental health at a very young age because I feel like we sometimes we're just adults walking around with pain and trauma oh, from our childhood absolutely oh, yeah. and then we try to look for it in relationships when that's not yeah. healthy even yeah. for my niece when she comes to me like you said emotional regulation it's important for kids my niece used to come to me when she was a little bit younger and she'd be oh let me did I... excuse me I can't hear you when you whine like that I would love to listen to you and understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, take a minute mm-hmm. and, and come back to me. She was at a decent age where she understood, she understood you yeah. know. She's at least eight. You know what's wrong, mm-hmm. right? I can't understand you whining. But you can have that emotion mm-hmm. and you can get it out that way. And then come to me and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask you, you know, how do you want to deal with this? Yeah. Like, what do you need from me? Do you want to play? Do you want to... Yeah. You know, draw, you want to go get some money. Like, what do you want to do? But I need you to talk to me. Encourage your kids to talk. Don't whoop them and then send them off and assume that, oh, they were just being bad today. I'm going to just give them a whooping and go. Like, no, ask about the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody might have called them a name or pushed them. What was going on? Like, are are you guys not friends anymore? Ask them questions. Have a conversation because they have feelings. What they know right now, those experiences they have at school and in the family, that's their whole life. Yeah. That's yeah. all that they know. So what's big for them is big for them. Mm-hmm. It might be the biggest problem they've ever known. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge that. Can't minimize people's problems. Yeah, yeah just because they're not yours. Right. right. So yeah. that's one of the biggest things with that could provoke a person to feel a certain way or to feel like they're their concern is not heard by you minimizing it and telling somebody to just go take a nap or to just go sit down. And not just even children, but everybody. Moms, dads, men. People are allowed to feel their emotions. Mm-hmm. We cannot shame people for feeling their emotions. Mm-hmm. No, no, we, we cannot. cannot. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that. You can't just, oh, they called you ugly. You're not ugly. You know you're not ugly. Go play. Like, that might have really, really triggered something in them. Mm-hmm. So, it take you have to process it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I see all the time, so mental health to me is just really at the forefront right now because on social media, I see a lot of people posting how sad and depressed they are, Mm -hmm. but they, I don't see anybody saying I'm going to talk to somebody about something. And one thing you have to be held accountable for your mental health. No, nobody's going to come make you feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. but we, you wouldn't even admit Mm-hmm. that, hey, I possibly need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ask for referrals for places to eat and right. people to cater and to mm-hmm. do this. Let's ask for some, you know, affordable mental health care, some folks that take your insurance. Like, how how helpful is it to express these concerns if we're not holding ourselves accountable? Yeah. Right. To make sure your needs are being met in that area. Right. And even if you don't have any money or any insurance, 
the internet is free. There are plenty of resources and social media accounts to follow that are promoting positive mental health. Mm-hmm. Decreasing the stigma about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the different sites to come to, you know, we're all here. We have resources to give you if you just ask some questions or any of these sites that you follow that give tips. I'm sure if you went into any of their inboxes, even, you know, you might not want it to be somebody you know. Get into one of those other pages or one of those other inboxes. Ask them about different resources because mm-hmm. it's out there. Yeah, definitely. There are plenty of resources it just takes some time to really do some self-investment if your ultimate goal is to be happy figure out what's going to take you to get to become happy or if your your ultimate goal is to become physically healthy what do you need to do to become phys- physically healthy do you need to not go to popeyes every tuesday because what is it what they do i don't know maybe chicken that's... tuesday whatever that it's called. Good. <laughs> good. but that's no that's another good point because nutrition plays a very large yep. role in mood mm-hmm. so if you're depressed all the time mm-hmm. eating a lot of junk food may not be the best idea mm-hmm. those are things that exacerbate those symptoms so it's how you eat, it's how we sleep. Sleep is mm-hmm. definitely it's, important. It's, you know, the self-medication of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's continuously kind of putting ourselves in stressful situations or not having a work-life balance. All of these things really contribute to um, your overall mental health. It definitely yeah. does. So the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, you can put that in your Google search bar and you will probably find a local NAMI in each state. Um, and you can follow them on Instagram and Facebook. It's a great resource, guys. Yeah, very great resource. So you can be educated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want people to know that we can break this cycle of trauma and suffering in silence. Yeah. It can be broken. Yeah. Get comfortable enough with yourself to say, hey, I need to go get some help. Mm-hmm. Or maybe get uncomfortable because that's where the growth is going to come from, the uncomfortable mm-hmm. of asking somebody for help. Yeah, And it's a behavioral change. You know, is. we've all built everything at this point is habitual. Right. You yeah. know, so it's it's very, very hard to break something that you've done repeatedly for mm-hmm. 27 years of your life. True. And what somebody said the other day, are you okay with this 27 years that you've lived life? If yes, keep doing what you're doing. If you're not willing or you don't want to spend another 27 years like you spent the last, let's do something different. Yeah. Let's get on the couch. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So basically, we want you guys to nurture your mental health. You got to start somewhere. And hopefully, once listening to this episode, you realize the difference between mental health and mental illness. And maybe you will start doing mental health check-ins. All right. Thanks, guys.